welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back. I have a very exciting episode with a guest who I absolutely love. I've connected with her a few times now and she just lights me up and I just feel like I connect with her as a fellow Northern gal. She now lives in the south of France and her name is Helen Jay. Helen is a life coach who helps people to heal their trauma through somatic healing practices so that they can get to the root of the blocks, limiting beliefs and things holding them back in life. She specializes in reprogramming the subconscious mind, inner child healing, womb healing and masculine and feminine energetics. Awakening your feminine energy and healing your relationship with the masculine can help you to create a life that you love and truly be the person you want to be living your life in true alignment. That sounds pretty great, doesn't it? Helen is currently taking on one-to-one clients. If you listen to this episode and you want to reach out and she provides intimate and intuitive coaching sessions that are personalized to you. She also offers a free discovery call so you can get to know her and discuss what you want to work on so that she can tell you which of her services is the best option. But in this episode, we cover many different subjects, all of which I love hearing about, learning about, and talking about. So initially we discussed Helen's journey because she's gone from being a geography teacher in high school to a life coach and practitioner working in all of these very holistic modalities. She discusses how doing personal development work and going through all of this stuff herself has actually made her a better parent. At the time of recording, she was heavily pregnant, I think about eight months pregnant with her baby girl. And I'm guessing by the time she's had this, the baby has been born. So congratulations, Helen. Um, so we discuss yeah, how it's made her a better person all around, better mother, lover and friend. We discuss favourite feminine energy tools, how to romanticise our lives more and why that's important, what manifestation is and how to do it and what somatic healing is, and what to expect during a session. So again, really love this, and I'm sure that you will as well, so I won't leave you waiting any longer. Let's get into this episode with the amazing Helen Jay. Hi, Helen. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm so, so excited, excited to chat with you again. I know we had a call the other week just to like, meet each other virtually, because um, we both met. I've just explained in the intro um, I kind of got your name from one of Monica Yates's course. We were both on that. Mm-hmm. And then you went on to do another one. Um, I went on to do the business course that she had. So we're both big fans of Monica. Um, but yeah, I just resonated with you, I think, as a fellow Northern gal. 
in the personal yes. development health well-being world um, but no, I realize you're living in France um, but I'm like I want to I want to chat with her see what she's all about so we had a good a good natter the other week and I was like I want to come on the podcast and chat a little bit more with us so yeah welcome to the podcast um, and I'd love for you to go deeper into your journey mm-hmm. or how you went from a teacher and a, were you a mm-hmm. high school teacher I was yeah yeah high school teacher to life coach so kind of on similar lines I wouldn't say it's a complete 180 shift in terms of career um yeah. so kind of guiding and coaching and all of that but yeah what was that transition like so this is this is the most pivotal part of my life I reckon because it's well first of all it's completely changed changing careers and I think as soon as I did one of those courses with Monica, as soon as I did Queen Alchemy, and as soon as I had really got into the self-development world, I, I realised that I wanted to become a life coach. That's why I then ended up doing um, Monica's certification as well, because it was so holistic and it touched on so many different things from masculine and feminine energetics to trauma healing to hormones like you name it health everything was included and I just knew I needed to I I knew I needed to do it and I said to my husband I was like what do you think like you know can you see me doing it because I definitely can see myself like coaching people for a living and he was like yes you've got to do it like this is this is you this is your calling and it's so funny because everyone always says to me like you are just 100% in the right job right now. Amazing. It's as if like it found, it, yeah, it was as if it found you. So I really went into it because of my own experience, really. So the reason I got into this world is because I couldn't get pregnant. And I realized that there must be something else. Like I, I felt like my life had always been at like a million miles an hour. I felt like my career and just my life in general was all constantly burning me out. And I just intuitively kind of thought that maybe that was one of the reasons why I couldn't get pregnant. So that was one of the, the reasons I went on to do, um, to do all of these courses and to learn a lot more about myself. And... I ended up getting really into my feminine energy to the point where by people were noticing that I was different and I felt much more myself and I felt much more like I was really in control of my own body and my own mind. Um, so that's how I got into coaching was just for the fact that I couldn't get pregnant. I'd been on the pill for 10 years and I realised that something in my life needed to change in order for me to allow my body to feel safe enough to to get pregnant and you did so I did didn't you yeah so I did yes and now I'm pregnant again so um yeah this time around I've I got pregnant without even thinking about it basically it was as if my body after all of the work that I'd done was completely cleansed and clear i also had like additional energy healings um because one of my friends is, is is an amazing um energy healer and she, she did a lot of work on me as well so through just getting to know my body and being able to release 
any suppressed emotion and through just really looking at my health like in detail but as health is in physical mental and spiritual it's just allowed me to um to get pregnant again for the second time around so no we're really really happy and yeah this this work you know it definitely 100 percent works and did and you have any specific blocks or anything related to pregnancy the first time that you had to uncover um or was it mainly just like you were in a job that wasn't fit fitting and you were more in that masculine energy I think it was a multi I think it was multiple reasons. I think it was the fact that I've been on the pill for ten years, which just ruins your hormones and your health just in general. As you, you go know. on it to like prevent pregnancy, <laughs> then you come off it hoping to fall pregnant and you can't. Absolutely. And I honestly I thought I was gonna get pregnant like dead quickly. And I think that's the fear that a lot of women have, you know, it's like I've gotta take the pill, I have to take it, otherwise I'm gonna get pregnant and then, you know my life's going to get ruined and all of this jazz but really you know it's not actually like that it's just the fact that it's a it's it's really a quick fix for for doctors just to be like here's the pill you won't get pregnant you can have sex as much as you want and there we go nothing is talked about about the risks nothing is talked about in terms of the effects that it's going to have later on in life and yeah i realized even though I had like a couple of friends even telling me over those 10 years, like, well, should you really be on the pill? Like, it's not, you know, it's not great for your health and, and um, your hormones and stuff. And it's true. It's absolutely true. So um, I think being on the pill just completely um, like kind of damaged my health in, in a lot, lots of different ways. So it was that, but then it was also focusing on and the feminine and the, ma- and the masculine, because I was so heavily in my masculine energy. It meant that I had like so many protective walls up and I was totally not in my feminine to the point where that was also making me ill. It was burning me out, you know, huge amounts of just like cortisol release every single day, just, and it, it, that's how I've been living ever since, you know, I was like a teenager really when i think about it and the pill just exacerbates that doesn't it puts you in more yeah. of that masculine energy it shuts down yeah. your natural female hormones and fluctuations and yeah. different like energy we have throughout the month mm-hmm. the different superpowers that we have during the month and i was on mm-hmm. it for two years and those two years like mess everything up um it wasn't the only cause i'm not going to blame everything that was mm-hmm. health-wise wrong with me on the pill but it definitely like just made everything a million times yeah. worse and we never get warned of any of these side effects they might just tell us we have a slight increased risk of blood clots or they warn you if you have like strong family history of breast cancer but nothing mm-hmm. on the effects that it has I didn't even know what it did like we didn't get taught this no. stuff did we especially at school no. um, and I'd love to know with your previous career as a teacher what do you what did you think about the curriculum and what these kids are learning um, and what would you love to see in schools what would you love for them to be teaching about well I've, I've got the hindsight of being being a teacher in the UK and also in Europe so is it I can honestly across Europe yeah well? I, I mean I could honestly say that it's it's kind of like non-existent in terms of what girls are taught in terms of education towards uh towards 
anything to do with the pill and contraception and how how women can like really look after themselves and I think that's something that's really missing um in in all types of education and I've spoken to a lot of colleagues as well who've taught across different continents across the world and I really do think it's missing pretty much globally and I know this because we're only just finding out about this, you know, like this is new, like this, this is all of these things that we should know as women. So masculine and feminine energy, uh, contraception, like how to look after our bodies, what to do when you're on like a certain state, a certain week in the month when you're in your luteal phase, for example, or um, follicular phase, you know, all of those things can, can drastically improve a woman's life and yet we don't talk about it so i think um there's a there's a huge improvement to be made in education globally in regards to specifically women's health yeah and we, i know you're having a daughter um with your oh, next yeah. baby yeah. so you're going to be teaching her all of that stuff um yeah. so yeah it's not in schools at the moment but we can do the work and when we work on ourselves we can yeah, pass that absolutely I know you did a blog post on that recently about how yeah. your personal development journey really helped with that. So yeah, I'd love mm -hmm. to know how it's made you a better parent. Yeah, and it's funny you should, you should mention about having a daughter because that's something that I'm thinking often about because I know that my doing the inner work has really helped me uh, communicate with my son, Jackson. And I know that I now have the knowledge as well to pass on to my daughter about all of these things about about women's health as well but I think I think the main thing about with with raising children and doing the inner work is that you're so connected to yourself like afterwards like you're so connected to yourself you are so connected to your own emotions and you're so clear and you have so much clarity about what about your behavior and how you're actually behaving day to day so for example before i did the inner work i would very easy i could very easily like come home and just be like running around the house like i wouldn't even give like a second thought about sometimes even having like a conversation with anyone i was just like i just need to like do x y and z and then i'd be so exhausted by the end of the day i would probably like have like an an argument with with my partner for example this was this was uh like quite a few years ago and then i'd like give him some silent treatment and and the atmosphere would just be like not a loving like calm peaceful atmosphere and i really do feel after doing the work and and being coached that i'm in a space where i can recognize my own triggers i can recognize my own emotions and I'm a lot more honest about how I feel and I communicate how I feel all the time. Like if I'm not feeling great, like you'll like you'll know it. And it's because I want to share that with you and I want to tell people what's going on. And similarly, if I'm in like a really happy mood, like you know it too. And and it's great because there's no there's no guesswork between me and my husband. He knows exactly what's going on. I know exactly how he feels and we're constantly communicating. And I know that that's something that's helped us raising our children as well because kids pick up on that energy don't they kids pick even up on energy so. yes totally like like you don't even have to speak and they know exactly how you're feeling so I think it's partly that it's partly about being present as well like when they're playing and 
just really trying to be as present as possible with them. I, I Obviously, they can play independently as well, you know. You don't have to be with them 24 hours a day. You know, you also have other stuff to do, like, you know, cook their dinner and and um, and stuff like that. But it's your chance but, to be a bit of a kid as well and get that mm, playfulness and fun back in your life. Like, oh, everything's yeah. so serious. Yeah, so I just no, absolutely. That, that part of my life just to, like, be a little kid again and play on the floor. And well, yeah. I, can, I mean, I could do that now. I don't really need kids to... <laughs> that but yeah it's just a, it sounds like an exciting time just to reconnect and get back to like yeah it's a, it's such an easy way to get into your inner child and uh yeah like you said like even as an adult I, I would really advocate doing things which connect you with the inner child that you used to love to do when you were younger I think that is so therapeutic and uh yeah it's a little bit easier when you've when you've got a kid got kids because you're constantly doing like stupid stuff (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah it brings out the weirdo in in in, like in in both of us most people um, know like with relationships the key to a healthy relationship is communication i think especially like a a male and female heterosexual relationship the Mm -hmm. way that women and men communicate is completely different so if like yeah. two women were giving each other the silent treatment and we're a little bit off, like we would understand because we we know what's mm-hmm. going on. Whereas men, they just like their brains are different. Like they you need to like be more specific and clear and get to the point and tell them exactly what you need, what you're feeling, and not just beat around the bush and give them like some huge explanation because their brain is literally just gonna turn off, isn't it? So what have you learned about yeah, the communication um, specifically with your partner? so so much and this i think like this is the work that can save a lot of a lot of relationships as well when you are in a relationship which has taken a nosedive which uh, where you feel where you don't feel heard like there's so much work that you can both do to really understand like how to communicate better and yeah you're absolutely right men love knowing what's going on in your head and we do have very different brains like we communicate differently so you telling your man exactly what he needs to know and hear it just takes the guesswork out of it again like and men don't like to guess they like to know how you're feeling they like to know you know what to do like if you need him to do something like tell him do you know what i mean like don't get annoyed because he hasn't emptied the dishwasher like tell him if you need him to empty the dishwasher because you don't have time or because you're just sick of doing it just just say oh hey hey babe can you just you just emptied the dishwasher for me today and it's not an issue and if it is an issue then obviously there's deeper work that needs to be done there um but yeah, usually I think, happily help instead of you being yeah. passive aggressive with it yeah totally and um you know just like, like i said it just takes all of the guesswork out which which men absolutely hate so just tell him exactly what you need and like I said, communicate on a on a daily basis. And sometimes, and this is something that I was actually talking about with my husband the other day, you know, sometimes it's not easy to to be open, you know, especially if you're not used to being open with them. And it can be quite scary, but once you start, a bit like anything, once you really start to to do it, you'll you'll realize that, you know, everything is fine. He's actually quite happy that you are talking to him and, and that you are um being open with him I would say the only thing to mention is timing so you've got to be careful about when you actually do that you know there's certain times in the day where you know 
deeper meaningful conversations mm. could probably wait no and is that like a really long hard day at work or just because yeah. you're about to go to sleep and you're in bed oh like, no. that's the worst yes, timing and place and all of that is really important and I've oh my god I've been so guilty of that as well in the past where you've brought you know you've brought something up when you're in bed just about to fall asleep it's the worst the worst idea don't do ever. it people <laughs> do not do it <laughs> and is your husband into like this whole world did you meet him before all of this like the old you or have you like transformed together I actually met him when I was I j- four months after I'd like really hit rock bottom in my life like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that went down there's a lot of nasty relationships I got into and I had to re- literally rediscover myself. I was severely depressed. I, was, I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping. I was going to work crying every day. And I had to, I remember I had to move out of my mum's house and move into like literally a random house with two guys who I'd never met before just to isolate myself and just to be with who I was right there and then from there I rebuilt who I believed that I was and then four months later after writing down everything that I wanted to find in a man and in a partner and in a husband I met him you manifested him and I I manifested him and I knew I knew that I knew that he was like I I knew that I could marry him. I don't like to say that like I knew that he was the one because that needs to work on like both sides on and it's not the right timing for them. It might be the right timing for you, but it's not the right timing for them. So I was conscious of, in my head, I was like, oh my God, yeah, you asked me to marry you tomorrow. I absolutely would. And also if you don't want to do that and if you just want to, if this is what it is and it's been like, lovely and you want to move on and we're not for each other right now and like that's okay as well and I feel so definitely I, that, would have that, helped him like if you're not when someone's like so clingy like oh my god yeah. please marry me they will probably get turned off by that absolutely and that's that's when I realized that I've come so far because I have been through like all of the attachment styles you can think of I've you know been an- anxiously attached and uh, really really badly anxiously attached like in a very very toxic like narcissistic relationship and I've been in a in a secure relationship with a man who was in his feminine because I was so in my masculine and that's why I attracted at the time because when women are heavily in their masculine they do tend to uh, to attract the the feminine man and I'd because I'd done this 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 work on myself it was it meant that I could then bring in a, a more masculine man into my life who could lead me and who could uh, could really provide me with that support so I could um so I could drop into my feminine so I I believe I met him at the right time and the rest is the rest is history and is he into this work <laughs> he is he he's he's now I wouldn't say he's ever done anything on the level that I've done it but he is so willing to listen and yeah, he is so in, he's from, so like when you're being the example and you're doing all of this yeah. work he's, he's going to be hearing and responding yeah. and you being in your feminine is going to make him more in his masculine so it is it is benefiting from like yeah like dilution no I, totally and I think uh I think he's very 
he's very intrigued by what I do and he 100% believes in what I do and 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 uh, believes in me as well which is which is so so lovely and uh yeah he's definitely got an appreciation for it for sure i he's just it's just not on the scale of of um of my kind of you like woo woo vibes <laughs> not yet anyway you never know he might be you never know yeah, you know i'm open in, i'm, I'm in, open to that course um and speaking of manifestation if that's like a brand new word for someone i talk about it all the time um with even health stuff but mm-hmm. what exactly is manifestation when you say you manifested Mm-hmm. your partner um, and are there any other examples of things that you've manifested over the years the partner is definitely the big yeah my husband's definitely the biggest one yes other other things have been this changing career I've actually got a piece of paper in this room somewhere from 2015 which is again before I met Julian and it said that I wanted to have my own business I wanted to have my own business and I didn't know what it was going to be or what it was going to look like. But I, I knew that I knew that teaching was teaching was very important to me. And I also knew that there was more for me than what teaching was giving me at the time. Like it's a very all encompassing, intense career and you need to give everything like you either give everything or nothing at all. Like it's, you know, these children are relying on you to educate them and um it's it's the type of job that you have to go all in on and I knew that health wise and with me being the way I am a bit of a workaholic I couldn't stay in that profession forever so I, I I knew a long time ago that I wanted to have my own business because it really intrigued and interested me and I also wanted to have the freedom to be able to to build something that was my own and then also have the freedom to live my life as I would like it around the business. Because working for somebody just wasn't going to work long term. Yeah, there's a certain personality and it's just not yeah. a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that category as well. <laughs> yeah, because you're a manifester as well in human design. Generator. Right? Manifesting generator. No, just generator. Oh, you're oh you're a generator. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I thought you were a manifester. Um, yes, we've got two different two different mm. designs on mm-hmm. the on the call today. So yeah, so definitely. And what does that What does that mean if someone's brand new to this this human design? So world? human. I mean, I'm not an expert in human design. I'm going to be honest. And I have done a podcast uh, on it like years ago. I had a expert guest. Go back and listen to, to the podcast, yeah, guys. There, but um, yeah, as a generator. Um, I think that is the most common one. Um, we're kind of like the worker bees of the society. So I uh-huh. could, if I'm lit up by something, I could work all day, every day mm-hmm. um, and be absolutely fine. But I have to be like excited with the project. So I, I only know my mm-hmm. own category. So I'd love to know yours. Yeah, and for, for, for a manifesto, it's, it's about, first of all, knowing what you want to manifest and bring into your life. And then it's also about, being in the peaks and the flows of, of of workflow, so I'm not I'm not technically meant to just be working solid like all of the time. I, I've got to listen to my body and I've got to slow down and speed up. And when I get those sparks of inspiration, I've got to go, and then I I allow myself to relax back into my body and and allow you know like another creative flow to come, and then I go with that one. 
So that could tie into like the menstrual cycle as well, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it and it does, and I feel I feel like it does. And obviously, I'm pregnant at the moment, so I don't have. I'm I'm still trying to stick to those weeks, but it's like the moon, bit the more, moon cycle. Yeah, yeah, well. I'm sticking to the moon. Yeah, and yeah, it's a it's a little bit different, but in general, um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really interesting design, and um, and it's funny because my son is also a manifester as well, so I I keep seeing like little traits, mm-hmm. oh my God, yes. <laughs> little traits, little mini mini me traits in okay. him, which is really really funny. Um, but if you yeah if you don't if you're listening and you don't know what human design is definitely go and check out because yeah. it's it's just it's such a it's such an interesting like concept I agree it's amazing and with manifestation I, I love your story about you writing down your goals um, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be like super clear and exact it's all about the feeling isn't it how you want to feel um, yeah. so the fact that you just said you want to own your business and left it open ended that meant yeah. that the perfect opportunity would come in whereas if you're you're fixated on this one thing it might not be in your path that can kind of throw it off so yeah we we always say go off how you want to feel Mm -hmm. um, and just visualize that instead of like I want this material object this car in this color you just want to say I I want to feel um, safe and supported I want to feel like luxurious whatever it can you can manifest all different things Um, so yeah do you have any other tools or tips for manifestation for those who want to get more into it and yeah, I think I, the partner of the dreams. I think definitely what you said about the feeling is really super important. And you know, if you do have a clear vision, that's totally fine as well. I just think we need to have have some sort of a vision and then feel what it what that would be like, so we can step up into the into the frequency of of that person. And then we almost would benefit from just like forgetting about it afterwards and not being totally attached to the outcome because and and this is a feminine thing too like when we're in our feminine we can detach from the outcome and we can allow the outcome to come to us because we're attracting and we're receiving and it might look a little bit different to how we envisioned and it might be I like to say like it's 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 always better than you think it's going to be which I think is a really, really nice thing to practice. So other than practicing gratitude every day and, and, and integrating it into your daily life, I think that's super important as well because this can't this needs to be a lifestyle practice and it need you need to refer back to it often. And then you need to almost forget about what, what you want to manifest and just take little steps towards um towards what you want to bring into your life and if you want to get even closer you know say if you do want to like have a certain car go and test drive the car you know if you want to buy a certain house go and or go on like a house viewing which is very similar to the house that you want to buy because when you are in the actual environment you are able to like really know what that feels like so having experience of what it feels like can allow it to just become so real for you. So real that there's no way it could never possibly happen. Do you ever see it though with people, they they do all the journaling and the affirmations, like I am healthy, I am like successful, I am this, I am that, but they have like a block so the manifestations don't actually come through. If they have a, yeah. an actual like belief that they're not worthy of that, 
or that being rich and successful is a bad thing you're never going to call that in are you so how do we work on that that part of it because some people might be listening saying like mm-hmm. I've tried it before and it's not working even with yeah. that though you need to give things time it will all happen in divine timing mm-hmm. but yeah there's some like limiting beliefs and how do we work on that yeah divine timing is definitely something that is that is a reality and also I think everyone would benefit from doing this inner work so the type of life coaching that I do is is based all around somatic healing tools pretty much yes we do the mindset work and yes we do the journaling and like all of that sort of stuff but the majority of clients that come to me like they've they've already done all of this stuff they've done they've read all the books they've listened to podcasts they've done the journaling they've they're clear on what they want to manifest and they need help and support in actually releasing the limiting beliefs from their body because you can say I'm beautiful as much as you want, but if you don't believe it in your body, it's, you know, everything starts with you. If you don't believe it, then you're never really going to truly believe it. So we need to go in the body and we need to actually look at, look at your subconscious beliefs. Like, do you actually believe that you are beautiful? Like every single part of you, do you, do is that what you really believe? And if you don't, then that's where we can do like the energy work to release from certain parts of the body that might have suppressed certain events that have happened, like childhood experiences or uh, even an event that's happened, like with a colleague, for example, like any, any suppressed emotion can, can manifest in, uh, in having multiple different limiting beliefs and can manifest in physical health issues. And just really hold you back from from what you want to bring into your life one of my favorite ways to support detox are castor oil packs they are an old school naturopathic remedy which can gently help to open up detox pathways and process toxins like mold and environmental pollutants that many of us are exposed to signs of sluggish detox pathways or a high toxic load include headaches bad breath puffiness histamine reactions skin breakouts and more. You could always try and make your own castor oil pack like I tried to for some years, but more recently other amazing practitioners have created really convenient kits that just make the process way easier. They come with a tie-around pack that you can put over your liver, which is under the right rib, or to support more premenstrual issues like pelvic pain, you can tie the pack around your lower abdomen instead so they're pretty versatile. My top recommendations are the Casta Vida pack on Amrita Nutrition if you're in the UK or Europe. Whereas if you're in the US, there's the Queen of Thrones pack by Dr. Marisol. Both of these are linked in my Instagram bio and in this podcast show notes. If you wanna learn more about the benefits and the science, I actually interviewed Dr. Marisol. So you can check that out on episode 133 of the Hormones in Harmony podcast. And I really hope you love them as much as I do, but let's get back into the episode so what would this look like i know you probably have like a a toolkit of different things Mm -hmm. based on the person the personality the situation but Mm -hmm. um yeah let's maybe take that example of someone who um has some skin issues and Mm -hmm. they are doing all of the internal stuff the right diet um they're trying to do affirmations and visualize the skin that's clear but if they have in the back of their mind that 
um, it's kind of like a protection mask. I see mm-hmm. that that's a common one with skin issues and acne or they don't want to show their true self or they don't feel yeah. safe for whatever reason mm-hmm. to show who they are. Um, how would you guide someone like that through your um, different tools and services? Um, just yeah, Is it some sort of visualization? Um, is it kind of like hypnosis to some level? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we start with, I, I always place my clients into a meditation slash hypnosis but it's it's not a hypnosis like people think it's a hypnosis you know like with the pendulum and then they sit and then their head just flops and like turn into a chicken or something yeah that is not that is not the kind of hypnosis that I'm talking about I'm talking about getting your brain on a completely different wave so when we're when we on when, when we're on the alpha wave we can really connect with different parts of our body in a very different way than when we can you know when we're when we're in reality in the three days so we we need to put ourselves into a certain brainwave in order to access these parts these parts of ourselves that are essentially hidden and if someone came to me like with a skin issue yeah you're right it can be uh it can be a protection mechanism there's also multiple different other different reasons for that as well and what i would do is i would take them take them back to where that may have originated from we would also do some breath work around that as well to like really um really release those emotions and look at what the limiting beliefs are behind this possible um this this possible like skin complaint whatever it might be and um yeah it's funny i had a client recently who um yeah she suffered with her skin for a long a long long time and and she uh she actually said to me like this is the this is this is the one thing that has really helped it because it's it's not only has it has it helped me release it from my body but it's also helped me understand that my skin breakouts are actually a it's a it's a warning to me so when i have a skin breakout it's it's a warning that something is not right mm-hmm. in my body like what's happening in my life in order for this to be um for this to be coming through my skin and for her it was all about it was all about work all about work and and uh and you know it was it was super super interesting but every, every client is different as well every single client has a has a has a different story and each session is personalized to them depending on um depending on what's coming up for them at the time because i can i can see that connection with work stress contributing to skin stuff from like a physiological aspect as well like the cortisol and the blood sugar and insulin that's going to increase when you're Mm -hmm. stressed and the fact that it's having an impact on your gut but there is also that like energetic emotional component as well Um, and that person could be eating the most perfect diet and doing a gut healing protocol but it's still not working and that's where the energy comes in Mm -hmm. and this is why I'm such a huge fan of what you're doing which is a somatic healing Mm -hmm. somatic therapy as opposed to talk therapy because that person can even understand um, and maybe leave the job like they they might mm-hmm. talk it out understand that the job's not working but if they had some sort of trauma from that job or some sort of 
that experience, that will still live in the body, even if they move, even if they get out of that bad relationship. So it's still that physical thing that you can carry on. And that's why the hard stuff is the somatic work and bringing that back up to the surface um, and working on that rather than just doing what most people do is going to talk therapy, which has its place. And we don't want to completely discount it, but that's why a lot of people get stuck in that hamster wheel of Mm. going to the same therapist for 10 years and might feel a little bit better, but if they bump into that person on the street that they like, had an issue with in the past or um, someone makes a comment, if, if you still get that feeling of stress and tension and anxiety, then that's a sign that it's not been healed. So this is why we do the somatic work and that can literally like clear the trauma from your body. And it might take a yeah. while, but I, I know that some people have had like one breathwork session and can clear like decades worth of Mm. triggers and traumas yeah no definitely and uh, it can even be like a smell or a noise it doesn't have to be you know someone's like slamming a kitchen cupboard for example it can uh, it can really really trigger you know have a have a significant trigger with um with different people depending on what they've been through in, in the past and yeah you're totally right just because it's kind of been and gone you feel like you've dealt with it chances are you probably haven't so there's a lot of things which are living in people's bodies and people are walking around thinking that they've dealt with it when actually they haven't and over time that's going to manifest in mental health issues and other physical issues as well are there any other ways just day to day um, because sometimes you like you need that professional to guide you through it's not something that you can do on your own and google Mm -hmm how to do this and I would highly recommend not doing that because you can just like re-traumatize yourself and make things a whole lot worse but I'm just thinking day to day if someone is either saving to see someone or the they want to do some homework alongside Mm -hmm. what are some just day-to-day tools that we can use to um, regulate our nervous system and calm down that stress response a bit more meditation is definitely huge because especially if you're not used to meditation and meditating and if you've never tried it please please go and try it this is something which can immediately get you into your body now it doesn't matter I think a lot of people are very perfectionist about meditation it doesn't matter if you have like thoughts going through your head in fact that's totally fine it's the fact that you're actually taking time out to spend with your own body and we do we do not do this enough because we live so much in our heads and in our head, this is where we get stuck. We start thinking about stuff and, and we, we're, we're so out of our body that it, this is what's creating most of the issues. So even just coming into your body and being able to feel the sensations when they come up is, is, is huge. So noticing like when you, when you're, you know, you wake up with heart palpitations, for example, which is how I used to start my day all the time because I woke up and I already knew I had a list of 20 things that I needed to do. And the sooner I got onto it, the better, you know. And once I realized like how to check in with my body and how to alchemize those emotions and those sensations I was feeling, it just allowed me to deal with each emotion uh, as they came up. So that's, that's that's the thing that I would recommend the most. If you find that really super difficult 
because there's a maybe there's a block there towards actually spending time with your own body because you've never done it before then journaling and writing things out as well just journaling like how you feel and you know just putting pen to paper or typing something out or doing a voice note and read it and um and listening to it back can be so so useful because you actually hear yourself from like a different angle and you notice actually genuinely how you're feeling and i think talking again like you said like talk therapy is is um definitely has its place i think it's a really good starting point so if you're keeping something to yourself and it's starting to really affect your daily life in terms of stress and anxiety just confiding in someone can be can also be really really helpful and you know you can do mini breath works and things like that and um there's there's lots of other things that you can do to in order to to really check into your body but i think come, coming into like this part of your body instead of being always in your head is 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 the best thing people can do um, do you agree that like morning time or just before bed are the most ideal times rather than trying to block it in in the middle of a busy work day like a meditation session i don't think meditation has to be in like a full-on session either i think you can i mean if you've got time in the morning get, i mean get up five or ten minutes earlier and i really mean like five minutes is all you need at the start like five minutes is better than nothing two minutes is better than nothing throughout your day which is what i used to do in school when i used to go to the toilet i used to take a really big deep breath all the time that is okay it's not like sitting down close your eyes do a meditation but it's it's allowing you to to just take a breath and to allow your nervous system just to just to calm down a little bit and and get into that different different state during the day and then of a night time i think of a night time it can be it can be quite good because you've obviously had a day and it's a really good way to to decompress in fact i would say to people listening if you have a very busy intense job you need to come home and you need to have some sort of cut off i mean even if you work from home you're working in your own environment so you need something to like break the day off otherwise you're gonna you might stay in that masculine energy so it could be like even just lying on the bed staring into space like going outside and just you know just breathing in the fresh air like changing your clothes having a shower just like yeah. wash that energy off. anything yeah washing the energy off i love to do that as well and anything which is a change from what you've been what you've been doing that you can use as a signal to be like okay i'm at home now or i finished work for the day and just take a nice deep breath so i think i think for people listening you need to do it when you when it fits into your daily life you know, it doesn't matter if you've got kids or if you've got a really busy job, you you can spend even just small pockets of time just dropping into your body. I would honestly rather my clients do that and have these little moments throughout the day than do like a huge yoga meditation thing in the morning, but then spend the rest of the day like completely stressed out and not even taking a breath. Yeah, time is currency. Time is super precious. So we need to make it work for us. And because, yeah, for some people that might look like a whole hour, you know, meditating, yoga, etc. And for other people, it's going to look different, and that's that's okay because there's no prescribed rules just, to this. Just at get all. it done somehow. 
do some sort yeah, of just, work on yourself, self-care yeah. time throughout the day. That doesn't necessarily mean a bubble bath. It could literally be doing some no. journaling, stirring off into the garden while you're drinking a cup of tea. Just anything to like center and bring yeah. us back to the present. It needs to feel easy and it needs to feel like it works in with your lifestyle and your day. And not everything is going to resonate with you either. And it doesn't have to. You know, just because someone's saying, oh, you need to go and, you know, meditate for 20 minutes doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to work for you. Maybe like a little two to five minute meditation would work for you. And then the rest of the time you want to journal, that's totally fine. It's so you just need to find... as well, isn't there? Some people might yeah. have gone to a full meditation class that was just too intense, too high mm-hmm. level. Um, yeah. But there's also sort of apps these days, guided things. There's ones with music. There's ones that are like kind of stories that talk you through so you're just listening to someone that can all still count it doesn't have to be the traditional cross-legged lotus position um chanting all of that it, it can just be anything <laughs> having a cup of tea yeah find what works for you and then stick with that try something else a few weeks later if you like that bring that in throw something else out you know make it you know make it fluid make mm. it fun make it flow because if it's too hard humans just will not stick to it and if it's too masculine for women as well if you set yourself like i need to do this every day and add it to like your to-do list and it just becomes another thing on your Mm. um your list to do in the day and it it needs to be more flowy more feminine as well so um yeah maybe pick a few things that you love to do Mm. and then switch it up maybe where you're at in your menstrual cycle you might want something different you might Mm-hmm. crave a workout in the morning or a walk outside and then some days it might be just like sitting up in bed and doing a little guided meditation instead yeah and don't, don't make yourself feel guilty as well for swapping and changing just because you were doing one thing one week and then another thing another week it, it really doesn't matter and as long as you're doing what feels good to you yeah you did a post the other week on instagram that i loved all about romanticizing our life so this mm-hmm. ties into it as well it could just be something small like when you're having your cup of tea or coffee, just really be present with it and really taste the flavors and inhale yeah. it and just have a little moment. Um, but yeah, what are some other examples of how we can romanticize our lives? Because I think that ties into the feminine stuff and also the mindfulness practices. Yeah. Oh, there's, there are so many things. I'll tell you some things that I love to do. Getting, getting out of my environment and to, to a completely different place putting yourself in a in in a completely different environment just changes your whole um energy and your whole body and also treating yourself as well and dating yourself you know there's a there's a, there's a lot of women out there as uh, the, uh, women and men that are uh, that are single and i think just by dating yourself and really getting to know like what you like and romanticizing yourself is a huge opportunity of learning about who you are so then when you do meet that partner that you're manifesting or pulling into your life you know you're you are in the best possible place for them to um for for you to jump into a relationship with them so i think that one's super important as well and just or just romanticizing like every single moment of every day like again making it easy for you to romanticize your life through 
find yourself, you know, something, it doesn't even have to be something big. It doesn't have to be, you know, like a material thing. It can just be like some flowers or some like a, like a nice special tea you know treating yourself and spending that extra 50p yeah. or something on the, the good stuff that you really love apart from like other than the, yeah. like, the crappy stuff that you don't even enjoy yeah totally and I I I was also talking to a friend about this the other week and saying about how how often do we have like so many gorgeous amazing things like around our house like it could be like a certain scent or it could be um like a a new notebook or a like a little a, like a shower gel or something like that and it was a little bit expensive or a hand cream and you're like oh no I'm not going to use that yet because if I use it like it's it's going to run out and then and then it's gone it's or like even like the, just, the nice outfits like you buy a really nice yeah. dress you're like I'll save this for a special occasion but that never comes why don't you just wear the know, dress right? every week and yeah get your, every day. get your money's worth out of it that you spent this money right. on every day can be a special occasion like that's that's how I would love everyone to live their life just getting up in the morning and being like how how do you want to make this day like absolutely amazing like putting on your best clothes wearing the good like you know the gorgeous jewelry that you've got yeah, just the because, nice underwear like, the nice perfume. yeah nice underwear like I'm wearing earrings and lipstick every day just um as you know sometimes I'm just you know pretty much working but it's it it, it gives you a certain vibe and a certain, certain energy. And this is what I love to ask my clients to do is like make a little list of all of the things that they absolutely love to do that switches their energy up. Because even just, you know, just drinking from like a special cup or like a nice glass, like just changes the, um, the actual action of what you're doing. Um, that drinking exercise you were talking about before, I absolutely love as well. I'm just just being with the you know even a cup of water or a nice hot tea and just really drinking that and just feeling it like you know going into your body like on your lips and just really absorbing like the experience of of drinking a cup of tea can be amazing I think any mums listening busy mums or people working from home like you'll I know it's like a little bit extra effort and time to put the makeup on and it doesn't it's not all about appearance but no. most people when they have a nice outfit on they feel good about themselves they have their hair done you're going to be mm. more productive um and just happier throughout the day so I know when I'm maybe I've got a few like emails and stuff to do if I'm just still in my lounge stuff or my pajama bottoms or my slippers I'm not going to be as productive as if I actually get ready pretend like I'm going to an office somewhere because it's so easy yeah. when you work from home it, it's great in many ways but it can be that either you're working all the time because mm -hmm. you've got no cut off and then you stay in that masculine mentality for the rest of the day or you can be a little bit more um of a procrastinator and you don't actually get stuff done because you're like going checking the washing machine and doing a um a sink full of washing up halfway throughout yeah. the day so if you pretend that you're actually going somewhere or if you're a mum putting that extra effort into yourself for mm -hmm. yourself is actually going to make you a better parent because you're going to you're going to be happier in the process but so many people are scared of investing in, in themselves as well if people when you just said about buying yourself flowers they're like oh but I yeah. can put that towards like the groceries for this week um how is your mentality because mine definitely has especially with um, the course that we did, um, learning all about money and the connection mm -hmm. to feminine and self-love and 
our bodies and everything. How has your mentality with finances changed over the years? It's, it's changed massively. And that's just through being aware of, first of all, my money beliefs. So you need to be aware of how you feel about money before you change your beliefs to how you would like to feel about money. So once you've kind of deconstructed all of your limited beliefs towards finances and spending, that's when you can really start to put in the work to change your whole mindset around money because it is a mindset and and also it's connected to parts of our body. So I find that you know doing womb healing and really working on certain parts of the body can help you really open yourself up to uh to a different wealth frequency because i think spending money is one thing but i think we all have a money blueprint as well and this is something that we need to kind of break the ceiling off because we've all come from childhoods where we were we were used to our parents like earning a certain amount of money And it can be quite difficult for you to envisage yourself or to even accept that you can earn more than they did. So I think there's a lot of work also to be done around that for a lot of people, just because they're not used to uh, certain levels of wealth. And that can come back to like a primal mindset. If if we earn more than they might disown us and it might cause mm-hmm. arguments and then we'll be stranded, we'll be on our own, no one will love us. Like at the end of the day, all of this comes back to like, no, you're not feeling loved in yeah. some way. And that's for a human is like the, the worst thing ever. It's kind of like life or death situation. So that's why it can be so stressful subconsciously mm-hmm. for you to have these limiting beliefs. And I totally see it linked to the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. If you think of like the chakra system, um, it's, not only finances in the sacral chakra, but it is things like the sexuality piece, the femininity, the reproductive mm-hmm. hormone cycle. It, it all goes together. And I think as you heal one, the other will heal um, simultaneously. Yeah, it's all linked. It's all linked and it's all linked to parts of, definitely parts of the body, all the things that you uh, that you just talked about then. And uh, yeah, definitely the link between you know money and sex and femininity and all of that being uh being open and having an openness towards um sensuality and sex and also just being super super connected to yourself can really help with your um with your money mindset and you actually attracting in and being magnetic towards um towards different levels of wealth and money is energy at the end of the day so it's how we like give that's all it is receive energy and i did a tony robbins did like a free um, i don't know if you saw it like five day masterclass thing in january um, which was amazing and he went through like each day there was a different subject relationships finances and i remember on the finance day he was asking us to write down our limiting beliefs he kind of guided us through and asked like three random questions and one of them was about money and it said um what is your limiting belief around money and I didn't even realize I had it until I wrote it down and it for me it was I can't earn a certain amount because of where I'm from in the world like being in the northwest of England being a woman and being a younger person Mm. but then I had to like find examples of all of the people who have done it who have been in completely 
a million times worse situations than I have coming from like third world countries or coming from absolute poverty who have yeah. still been able to do it. I had to find example after example. And then I finally like broke that limiting belief um, through that experience. And then there's probably been other things I had to go through again, like um, going based off your childhood, what your parents earned and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I've had to work on that as well. Um, but I find that as I just focus on giving and, and seeing money as not not a like physical thing, it is a mm-hmm. totally energetic thing. It's really helped um, grow my business and help in that side of things too. So yeah, I just thought that was a, a good example. And you might relate to that one as well. Um, yeah, really important to to be more mindful of our money mindset and limiting beliefs because so many of us have them. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I feel like well, my level of wealth and my ability to see what I can earn has completely shifted now that I live in the south of France, which is a very different environment. Yeah, to like you say, living in the northwest of England and yeah, what you said about finding those examples, like there is for, for anything you wanna you wanna work on in your life, there's always examples of people who have done it always people from all sorts of backgrounds as well as like another term isn't it yes oh my god yeah having expanders in your life is it just makes such a difference because they are your inspiration they are your evidence to say like this is possible this is possible for you it's possible for everybody we're all human uh we do in the western world have a um a greater opportunity and access to um to wealth however there are a lot of other examples whereby you know people have literally come from nothing or have come from very traumatic childhood backgrounds and they've um they've been able to to achieve their dreams so yeah there's evidence all around us and there's probably evidence in your life as well if you really look back yeah we're lucky possible lucky now to have we're not just like limited to our circle and our hometown and our parents and our friends who we went to school mm-hmm. with we can see examples online not all of it yeah. is like 100 real like i think people can tell the difference between people who are just completely faking it um, yeah. on private jets and stuff and they literally have no money um but you can see people um or we can, you can move now and move to a better environment or if you don't have that luxury right now you can work on just improving your mm-hmm. home environment and and using the nicer fancier cups and plates at meal times um, just while you're working on yourself and then if you really want to move um but we are a we're an average of the people that we spend the most time with so we want to make sure that those people are as high vibe as possible and don't be afraid of calling people out when when they you're you're on your personal development journey but they're trying to like bring you down sometimes you just need to like catch them and if they are talking about how um, expensive things are or about the government and the um like fuel costs and all of that just just let them know politely that you're like trying to work on this it's not about being oblivious to the outside mm-hmm. world and, and the real world but now we're, we're so like the the news is so constant and we're just exposed to things that we would have never known about even like a few decades ago like we could turn on the news and learn about what's happening at the other side of the world and all of the tragedies and hurricanes and floods and all sorts of things going on murders 
and we would have never known about that so that's one of the reasons I don't watch the news um, but it's just been more aware of what we're exposing ourselves to in terms of relationships environments um, even our own thoughts just becoming a little bit more mindful day to day yeah there's so much noise out there we've got to be really careful because we are we are absorbing it like whether we like it or not like the amount of time you spend on you know social media looking at certain accounts and like you say if you watch the news it can be it it, it can really really affect you day to day so you've got to be really hyper aware on what you are consuming because it can have a really big impact on you i don't think a lot of people kind of realize so even just doing like a quick little this is your invitation to do a quick little audit of what you are consuming and what you're absorbing because like you said you are you are a product of the closest people around you the closest like five people around you and uh it's worth looking at who you're spending a lot of time with because those people are having a huge influence on your life and sometimes without even realizing it yeah but i mean if they just spent the past hour listening to this conversation and all of the good stuff that you've shared they're gonna at least for the next few hours be in a more positive high vibe mindset so i want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and we've covered a wide range of, of subjects um, i know that you're passionate about all of them and you are a multi-passionate yeah. <laughs> practitioner like i am but before i let you go helen i've just got a few yeah. more questions that i want to ask um, just so my audience can get to know you a little bit more um first one is what's your go-to breakfast porridge Lovely. So porridge with like a uh, a mix of like toppings, like nuts, berries, uh, banana, little fruits and things like that. Try and change it up. I'm lucky that Jackson absolutely loves it as well. <laughs> I'm not surprised because I had it for every every morning when I was pregnant with him. So, so it's for the porridge. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would say, yeah, porridge. And I like to have uh, like a hot lemon water as well before anything else, just to cleanse my body and just to, to, uh, to start off the day really well. Amazing. Second one is, do you have a book recommendation that you could share on any of these different subjects? It could be about life coaching, feminine energy, manifestation, meditation, anything that you can share? Yes. So at the moment, I am dipping in and out of, I've read it numerous times because I just love it. Um, it's called Powerful and Feminine by Rachel Jane Groover. And it's all about how to access your feminine in daily life. Mm. And if you are interested in how to access your feminine, that needs to be your go-to book. Yeah, I've not, not heard of that one before. I've read a few books on that subject, but that will be, definitely be added to my Amazon list. So thank you for that. Um, what is one thing that you do daily? So I know that you said meditation, um, obviously nourishing your body. Is there anything else that you do on a daily basis to keep you in a hormonal harmony? Yes. So I would say moving my body daily. So this could be anything from, it doesn't have to be exercise. It can also be dance. Like I love, love dancing. And I love dancing in the morning while I'm making breakfast to make Jackson laugh as well. And yeah, so any any way you can move your body is 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 amazing. And I would say, yeah, that's my that's probably what the one thing I do consistently every single day. That's a good way to move that energy as well. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious, one of the best things you can do is move. 
um, put on your favorite album and have a dance or go for a power walk outside, get that fresh air, and I can guarantee yeah. you're going to feel at least 80% better. I completely agree. It's not 100. And then very last question is where can people find you online? Um, so your social media, and if they want to work with you, how can they do that? So you can find me on Instagram. So it's Helen underscore J. So G-E-A-Y. And also I have a website, which is just HelenJ.com. And if you want to work with me, I would say the best way to do that would be to just jump on Instagram, jump into my DMs and have a little conversation with me. I love, love, love speaking to new people and people that are interested in this work. And you can message me, voice note me, um, just ask me any questions as well I'm more than happy to answer them amazing I'll put your details in the show notes the links and everything um and yeah thank you again I enjoyed chatting with you and we could probably go on for three hours and I would love to have oh, you back we absolutely on for could. another episode <laughs> maybe once you've had your baby girl if you've got any new insights or anything else you want to share any more passions that you are you're currently interested in then we can definitely go through that so yeah it's nice to connect with you again and I'm sure everyone's going to love this episode Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I would love to come on a second time if you'll have me. Thanks, Helen. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. If you're ready to change and get some answers but aren't sure which option would be best, Take that first step today and apply for a free enrollment call on my website and we'll discuss the best steps for you to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.